Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Sophie, today we're talking about one of my most anxious Subjects. Restaurant reviews. Oof. Yeah, exactly. Restaurant reviews. In the newspapers, online, in people's heads, face-to-face, word of mouth, <laughs> you name it. As a career restaurateur, it's the thing I dream about most. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a critic. Let's get into it. So today, we're going to make... Um, Halibut? Yeah, we're talking about restaurant reviews, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a, a dish that, that at Gato got, you know, got, constantly got well-reviewed. You know, basically across the board. And it's an interesting dish because it's a steamed halibut dish. And steaming, steaming things or steaming fish doesn't necessarily always evoke, like, lots of deliciousness. <laughs> because it's steamed as opposed to sautéed or roasted or, yeah. you know. 
<clears throat> but I think what I think what it did was this halibut is so silky that um, by steaming the fish, it just kept it, it kept that that um, integrity of the texture. Mm. Um, and then what I did was I paired it with a sauce, a broth really, that had um, tomatoes and fennel, onions, um, some saffron, some garlic, and then we let the the fish sit in the broth, and then on top of it was a, a green olive relish that had fresh mint in it. Yum. Yeah, really nice. I love adding fennel to fish. You do? Yeah. Not everybody loves fennel. I love fennel. You do? Yeah, I do. So I have some aromatics in this, this steaming broth. We have some onions and garlic, we have some lime, we have some bay leaf. You just wanna, you don't wanna overpower it, you just want to, uh, mm -hmm. to steam the fish, and then yeah. you wanna cover it so that it steams. All right, so today we're talking about restaurant reviews. This is, this is a really fun idea to me, because I don't, we don't, we haven't really talked about this this much. In terms of what? In terms, I've never really talked to you about your reviews. I've watched you in, like, you know, when you first open a restaurant and you literally don't leave the restaurant for, I don't know, two, three months. Like, you, it's like you live there. I mean. But before it gets reviewed, it usually gets reviewed within the first two to three months, no? It took Gato months and months. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that yeah. then. Maybe I got the time. I think wrong. Pete Wells was trying to figure out if I was going to like just abandon the restaurant or something. You know, which is sort of a common, you know, I, I get that all the time because I'm on television a lot that I'm not in my restaurants. The bottom line is I'm in my restaurants all the time. Oh, constantly. An insane amount of time. Yeah. You know, maybe more than some other chefs who are not on television. No, you are literally always in your restaurants. Yeah. Always. And, and it's because I love being in them. It's not because I feel like I have to be there, which I do have to be there. But I also like being there. Right. It's, it's um, to me, it's, it's the most joyous place for me. But it is crazy, though. I mean, I, I, I always, like, say I have no idea where you get all this energy from because I'll watch you shoot, like, three episodes of Beat and then go straight to the restaurant at, like, 4 p.m. and you're working all night and that's a, a whole other grind in itself. It's crazy. You're always in your restaurants. Yeah. Always have been. Yeah, I mean, and that's why they have longevity. I mean, I'll just take you through my the, the longevity of my restaurant history. Yeah. So Mesa Grill in New York City, the original Mesa Grill, opened in 1991. We were open for 26 years. 26 years, Sophie. That's, Older than me. No, I know. It's crazy. Uh, 26 years. Bolo, 15 years. Again, went the full... It's a long time. Full boat of its lease. Yep. Then they, they knocked the building down. I had a restaurant called Mesa City for a very short period of time. It was about two years. Didn't quite work the way I wanted it to work. It was sort of a casual version of Mesa Grill. Was that pre-Mesa Grill? No, it was after Mesa Grill. Oh, I don't remember <clears> that. It was, it, it was in the Upper East Side. Was I alive? Yes. I remember taking you there... This, I'm, this is, I'm not joking. I remember taking you there. You were in a, in a Halloween green pea outfit. <laughs> you know, like a, a pea pod? Pea, peas, peas in a pod. Yeah. I took you there <laughs> in a pea pod outfit. Was it actually Halloween? It was the Halloween season. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yes, you were alive. You had no, you had no idea what you to dress alive. me in. You were alive, barely. Oh. That restaurant, and actually that restaurant got two stars from Ruth Reichel, which, frankly, I was surprised by. <clears throat> she liked it for what it was. Uh, and, you know, a, a friend of mine bought it for me on the street corner one night. He's like, I, w I really want a restaurant for the Upper East Side. He, only had, he, had this, he had this Southeast Asian restaurant called Rain. And he wanted to open one on the Upper East Side. And I sold it to him on the street corner one night. It was, it was not... <laughs> what? It was, the, the Mesa City was not satisfying my... I sold it on the street corner it, it, one it night. Just, it, 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 almost, it had, almost had nothing to do with money. We were busy enough... 
but it just didn't, it wasn't satisfying me from a culinary standpoint. So I, I gave it up. Then Bar American, 15 years, full boat of the lease. Such a great restaurant. Bar American, Connecticut, 10 years. Bobby Flay Steak, 15 years. Uh, Mesa Grill in the Bahamas, 11 years. Mesa Grill, Las Vegas, 16 years. Jesus Christ. This is a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then Gato, seven years. Was cut short because of the pandemic, but it is what it is. Yep. Got seven great years out of it. Totally. One of my, one of my, one of my favorite restaurant eras ever. So good. It was the first restaurant I had to open in, in New York City in 10 years. And people are like, oh, he's making a comeback. Comeback. I didn't go anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, I'm in, my, I'm in my restaurants all over the place. It was just like, I just hadn't opened one in New York City in, in that, in that amount of time. And then, um, you know, now we have a Malfi in Vegas, which I love. And then, of course, you know, there's all the Bobby's Burgers, et cetera. But restaurant reviews are an incredibly important part of a restaurant success. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we'll let the fish steam, and then while that's happening, we can uh, make our broth. Okay. What's in the broth? The broth, I started with some onions and some garlic, some fennel, some some tomato, some white wine, some fish stock, and then um, let it cook for a while, and a saffron in it as well. Yeah. You smell the saffron. A little orange, yellow. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's very bright. But I'm going to puree that. Okay, in the food processor? I'm going to puree it, yeah, exactly. Whoa. <laughs> it's going everywhere. <laughs> you, can smell the, you can smell the saffron. Wow, you really can. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so then let's give this a taste. How is it? It's okay. It needs a little salt and pepper. And I'm going to put some uh, Calabrian chili in there as well. Okay. Well, I'm going to add one more ingredient to that. Okay. Oh, the fish is almost done. Yeah, steaming away. So quick. So I have this anchovy butter, which always makes everything fish taste better. And then we're going to take the anchovy butter and just finish it. Oh, that tastes good, Dad. Does it? Yeah. 
Very light and healthy. But just like so much of your flavors. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I kind of love the idea that, I don't know if you still do this, but I feel like I remember you telling me that in your restaurants, you know, there's, you have like faces and names of critics. <laughs> Absolutely. Like well, in the kitchen. Well, look, let, let's, this, this is a really interesting topic because you and I come from two different generations mm-hmm. and things have changed a lot in the media over the last, you know, couple of decades, of yeah. course. When I first started in the restaurant business, I was in my 20s, there were two things that mattered. The New York Times, New York Magazine, in New mm-hmm. York City. Yep. And the New York Times was 10 times more important than New York Magazine. Mm-hmm. It just, that, that was the vehicle. And everything else only mattered a little bit. Like if you added up everything else, it wouldn't equal e- any, either one of those two things. Yep. So Gail Green was the restaurant critic for New York Magazine at the time. And when, when I opened Mesa Grill, she named Mesa Grill the, the best new restaurant of the year in New York City. That's a big accomplishment. And she sort of set me off into, onto this path. The New York, Ta- New York Times came in and gave us a glowing review, a glowing two-star review. And, you know, Mesa Grill was off to the races, mm-hmm. you know. It lasted for 26 years. I will tell you that I got reviewed two more times at Mesa Grill over the lifetime of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. We got a great two-star review from Bill Grimes. And then I got a one-star review from Frank Bruni, which was literally one of the worst days of my life. Yeah. Because it was the only time I ever got taken down mm-hmm. a star. The bottom line is, you know, he said I took my eye off the off the restaurant, and maybe he was right. I, mm. You know, there was definitely, it was definitely not our heyday moment of the restaurant. But when you have a restaurant for 26 years, there are, you know, the salad days, so to speak. Yeah. And then there are days where the restaurant is not at, at its best. It's, it's a living, breathing thing. And basically, he caught me in a moment where it could have been better. And I called him up, and I, I, I thanked him for coming into the restaurant and reviewing us. And he, to this day will mention that I did that. Like, because people that get, you know, unfavorable reviews don't usually call the critic and thank them. <clears throat> right. But the bottom line is, I'm in the business of putting myself on the line in terms of, you know, critics, customers, reviews, etc. And it is what it is. I've been really lucky. <clears throat> I think it's important for you to explain w- what the stars mean. Well, in the New York Times, is one, two, three, four stars. Then there's also, also satisfactory and Poor. You don't want poor or satisfactory. <laughs> right. A one star, and, and frankly, like one star, two star, three star, four stars, they all have different meanings based on the level of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So if you're a neighborhood restaurant in New York City and, you know, you don't, it's not, it's not formal. Mm-hmm. It's a very casual restaurant, not that expensive. It's very sort of value oriented. Mm-hmm. It's a mom and pop organization and you get a good one star review. That's a good review. Yeah. Right. If you, you know, if you are trying to be a four star restaurant, you know, you're Jean-George Von Gerichten, you're Danielle, you're high, high end, okay? If you get two stars, those guys want to kill themselves mm. because they're trying to achieve a level that starts at three stars. Right. Okay? My restaurants, for the most part, I would say we're in, are in the two-star range, could get three. Okay. Could, but might be a tiny bit too raucous. Okay. And I don't mean that like they're out of control. No, no. But just like there's a, there's a certain energy that, that might give the critics some trepidation of giving a third star even if they really like it. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with very, very, very good solid two-star reviews. Okay. 
That's basically how I've made my career. Got it. Like you, you were asking me about like, you know, do we have pictures of the critics? Like, yeah. you know, Pete Wells, Pete Wells knows that like, <laughs> you know, you know, the New York Times <laughs> critic knows that like it, we, it's part of our job to know their aliases, their phone numbers, their friends' phone numbers, where they live, when they're you know, like, <laughs> what their what their, their cost, security number, what their disguises are, what are the things they like right. to drink. Disguises. What are they, they do they come in in disguises? Ruth used to go in her disguises all the time, like real disguises, like, wigs in the wh- whole nine. Really? Oh yeah, she's. I think she really loved it. That's really fun, actually. Yeah, Ruth Rice was a cool. Person. But so, when you notice that a critic's in your restaurant, are you sending out extra food? Not to them. Oh no, no, that's the other thing. It's this sort of dance where, like, we make believe that we don't know that they're there, and they know that we know that they're there, but like nobody. It's unspoken. Acknowledges it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can't. You, no, it's not cool to send the critic food. Okay. It's because that's like. That's too much. Nosing. Yeah. You just have to send them, you know, and also here's the thing that I started doing, which was years ago when the critic came in, it was like high alert. I would send the kitchen into a fucking hurricane, <laughs> right? Because this is it, you know, the yeah. New York Times critic is here, like, oh my God. And they come like somewhere between three and five times. Right. And then, you know what I started doing? Like at Gato, mm. I, I told no one. I would oh. tell the manager, if Pete comes in, I want you to walk into the kitchen, pull me aside, and tell me in my ear. Because my staff was cooking really great food. Mm-hmm. To add the pressure to it, they're going to make mistakes. Yep. I don't want them overthinking about, nope. thinking it. I just want, I didn't, and, and, and also what happens is you stop the entire restaurant. No one gets right. fed but the, but the critic. <laughs> right. And that's not good either because frankly- Because they're watching. They know, exa- they know. They yeah. know exactly what's going on around them. Yeah. They can tell if, like, if 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 their presence has like sent the place into disaster, mm-hmm. and that's not good for. And they're they're supposed to be speaking not only for them; they're speaking for everybody. For the mat, yeah. So if they get treated differently, that's something else that can be really not good. There's yeah. been some high-end restaurants that got bad reviews based on the fact that they got treated. Di- they were treating the customer differently than the critic, mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. Of course, you you're going to make sure that the critic food crit, critics food looks right. But I didn't tell anybody. I just, I just let everybody cook. That's really interesting. Yeah. Probably better that way now. Totally better. Mm-hmm. Totally better. Do you tell them afterwards? Yes. Do they freak out? Yes. <laughs> but like not right afterwards. Like maybe an hour and a half later, I'll be like, by the way, we fed the times today. And right. Like, what? Oh my Wait, God. what was the dishes? I'm like, doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentleys all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is she breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on. Chopping up some parsley. Yeah, I mean, I usually put some chives in there. So basically, I'm gonna pour the, the broth over the fish. Really beautiful. And yeah. this is really light. It's gorgeous. You know, it's very light and flavorful. Usually I, w- I would make some, <clears throat> like an olive and mint relish to put on top, but it's wanted... so pretty. It's so pretty. This is, this is how a dish gets good reviews. How? Well, because it, it's beautiful to look at. It has a lot of flavor in the broth. Yeah, the fish is kind of like bathing the fish a bit is, in the in exactly. the bowl. Exactly. Then you have a contrast of texture from from the olives and the and the mint relish, and then of course the fish has to be cooked right. <laughs> right. It's satisfying. Oh, it's so good. Overall, if you're doing a good job, you're going to have a successful restaurant because ultimately, especially now more than ever, the customer is reading reviews that aren't just by single person, the critics, right. but they're reading reviews of groups of people, you know? So- B- Basically anyone can be a critic now. Of course, social media, man. Mm-hmm. But basically I looked this up, 95, 94% of people looking to go to a restaurant look up reviews online. That's a lot. Where's that number from? The internet. Dad, I need a source. Wow. You really are a journalist. Well, what? he just wrote a number. <laughs> Here are the top seven places that people get reviews. According to who? Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? Forget it. Go ahead. Read the list. Google my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Because what happens is you... What, so when you Google a restaurant, yeah. the first thing that comes up on the right side, right side is are Google reviews. Yep. Okay? That's number one. Number two is Facebook. Oh, interesting. Okay. Number three is Yelp. Okay. Number four is TripAdvisor because people are going yep, on trips. Yep. Okay. Number five is Zomato. Okay. Number six is Open Table because mm-hmm. they're making reservations. Yep. And number seven is Zagat, still, you know, rocking the house. Yep. You know, Zagat used to be such an incredibly important print book. Yeah. We'd all wait for the print book to come out. R- right. It was like in October or something and see what our numbers were. And now it's obviously online. But that's interestingly how people are getting their reviews. Now, there's, a, there's an industry website called Eater, yep. which they, they're in lots of, lots of these sort of restaurant cities. The thing I use Eater for, I don't necessarily use, use Eater for their reviews. I, I use them for their lists. Like mm. if, I, if I'm going to a different city, yeah. like if I'm going to go to like, you know, Philadelphia or Austin or something like that, like they'll have lists about you know they'll have like their essential restaurants or their yeah they their, do have great lists their heat map they're really good at that yeah Eater's excellent at that that's what that's what I you know I use their site for for sure Eater really has their finger on the pulse especially with new restaurants I find a lot of new restaurants that way yeah I mean look here's the thing it's like I've had hundreds of great reviews and I, a couple of not great reviews but that's, that's what people want to talk about mm-hmm. that's the problem with it yeah. That to me, that's the problem because the people writing the reviews and the people publishing some of these sites understand that. Yeah. So if they write a good review about somebody who they expected to be good, like they don't hear from it. Yeah. It just be, it kind of falls into the ether. 
if they read a, if they write a bad review about Thomas Keller, like people are going to talk about it for a minute. Yeah. Okay, so basically, if you're you're going to go out with your girls and you want to try something new, you go to where Eater. I go to Eater. I go to Infatuation. Hmm. I mean, I find a lot on Twitter, but it's usually because I'm following like Eater on Twitter. Yeah. Let's see. I mean, I also get a lot of press releases. <laughs> you do. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Uh, yeah, I know you're a journalist, <laughs> Sophie, but like they send you restaurants, send you releases because yeah. they want you to talk about it all in your, the time in your community. Yeah, I mean, if it's in my if it's in my coverage area, it's it's definitely okay something that. So great. So let's talk to you about about this issue. Okay. Which is a place sends you a, a press release, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. So you go. Yeah. And it's not good. That's tough. <laughs> well, do you write about it? I mean, I mean, do you report on it? No, because it's not my job to tell you whether something's good or bad. I'm not a food critic. My job is to tell you the story. I understand that, but you're a person. Sure. So, like, do you? Yeah, want- but I don't fake anything. So, what do you do? I tell the story, even if you don't like it. Yeah, my my job is is not to give you my opinion on whether or not I think it's good. My job is never to give you my opinion. So Every what- once in a while, I you know, I'm I'm on camera and I'm I'm eating something, and if it's Great, like I'll say it, um, but like, like you like those those Italian sandwiches from from Giada. It's not Giada De Laurentiis, by the way. No, it's Giada. Yeah, with a T. Yeah, the Giada boys. They make a good Italian sub. So if you, if you went there, you didn't like their subs, you would still do a story about them. Yeah, of course, because I'm not going there just because of the food. I'm going there because of the story. So you're telling a human interest story. Yeah, always. Interesting. I'm not there to review. Would you be a food critic? No. You know, I've grown up in restaurants, essentially, and it's just a little too close to home for me. You know, everyone has their own opinion. I, I obviously, I, I, I'm pretty confident in, you know, my palate, <laughs> yeah. but I'm not really interested in, in potentially hurting, someone. hurting someone's feelings in, in, in that sense. It's not, it, it's, it's too close to home for me. You know what reviews you always get, like what people always say about your food? It's so salty. Can't eat it. It's so salty. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's well. That's because we use a lot of salty ingredients, and also we season the food. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't we don't play games. Like we season with salt and pepper. Yeah. Everything gets seasoned. Like we don't we don't play games. And also like it's, my food is a lot of like naturally salty flavors. Things like you know anchovies and capers. Yeah. And olives and and I use salt. I don't think <clears> I've <throat> ever left a review on a restaurant, like on like Yelp or Open Table. Like, I don't think I've ever left one. Oh, you've never done it? No. Have you? No, definitely. Me? Of course not. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, I mean, the only thing that I, whenever I go, if I go, if I talk about a restaurant in any public forum, it's usually going to be like on my Instagram Mm. and it's going to be only positive. Mm. Like, I'm not going to, if I don't, if I go to a place and I'm disappointed, I'm not talking about it. Yeah. But if, if I, if I find something that is just, like, you'll hear me talk about, like, the pizza at Razza or Lucali, like, all day long. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, like, you know, as a New Yorker, I feel like I, I, have, I have some chops to talk about. Yeah, right. You know, or, you know, if I, if I find a really great dish or something that's just so, like, transcendent in a way that I wasn't expecting, I'm excited about it. I, I want to support people. I'm not interested in bashing anyone. Yeah. It's just not, I'm not interested in it at all. Mm-hmm. I always look for the good. Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Haas-Dressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. 
Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 